0: Of the Breaking Through Experience, I'm your host Matteo Gross, and if you have not yet done so, click that follow button so you never miss another podcast episode. Also, if you want more motivational stories in your feed, you can follow me right now on social media at Matteo Gross Strategist. September is a month where everyone starts either working or looking for a job if you do not have one yet. And once you discover your passion, it is time to monetize it. And since most of you will probably go for a corporate job, I decided to record an episode where I give you some tips and tricks. If you want a corporate job, you have to go through a selection process. I don't care if you graduated from Harvard, you will still need to go through a few selection steps. It might be easier of course, but you still have to make a minimal effort. So what are the typical interview steps you will have to uh, go through? Well, first of all, when you apply to a company, to a corporate uh, multinational corporation, there is always a phone assessment with the human resources. This uh, step is pretty easy. They will ask you a lot of questions, and this is also the time for you to ask a lot of questions about the company to make sure that everything is clear when you access the second and the third steps. The second step is a role-related knowledge interview with uh, usually with a senior associate or with a manager. You will be evaluated on your skills and this is typically the toughest uh, um, interview in the corporate world. And the reason is that you will be evaluated on your skills. They will want to assess if you have the skills needed to perform on the job. So if you applied for a sales position, a typical question will be, um, I will pretend I am a client and trying to understand my needs and try to sell me something, okay? If you pass this interview, you usually have a third interview, a culture check with a manager or a vice president. In this third step, you will be evaluated on your values. Now, once they they know, they assess you have the skills, what they want to understand is, does this person have a great personality? What kind of person are we hiring? So, for instance, they might ask you questions such as, If a colleague of yours disagrees with you, what do you do Okay, to understand your values? So do you remember that the passion is where skills and interests intercept? Well, when you interview, your employer will assess your skills and your values, but not your interests. And why is that? Well, the important thing for an employer is that you are a decent human being with good values that can do his job well, with the right skill set. The fact that you love doing it is not a priority. And it it is therefore up to you to find the job you love. And of course, if you apply for a job, for a position, the assumption is that you have an interest in that job, right? So they take it for granted that if you apply for a job, you're interested. So make sure you never apply for a job selling your skills, but then you dislike the work, right? So, first of all, you have to understand yourself. (laughs) Self-awareness is the greatest skill. If I could give a gift to any human being on this earth, it would be self-awareness. Why? Because when you know yourself, you can also better understand other people. And when you apply for the corporate world, you have to understand your passions, as we discussed a few weeks ago. So you want to understand your skills and you want to understand your interests now when it comes to skills you want to understand both your strengths and your weaknesses your weaknesses are very important and then for both strengths and weaknesses you want to divide them in hard skills and soft skills so more quantitative skills and qualitative skills okay so you have to match your passions with the requirements in the job description And then once you figure out your values, you match your values with the core values of the company. If you need to get clear on your values, um, you can take a test online. There are a thousand free tests on your values um, so that you have a baseline for uh, for reference. Okay? So, as a recap, strengths. If you don't know what you're good at, ask your friends, hey, what do you think I do well, okay? And you divide them in hard skills, such as negotiation, and soft skills, such as uh, communication with a portfolio of clients, for instance. Then weaknesses. Take your failures and understand what you are not good at doing. That is very important. Look at them constructively to understand what you're good at what you're not good at, rather than beating yourself hard for your failures. Your failures teach you something, right? So defining what you're not good at is the first step in defining who you really are and what you're really good at. Okay, so you might say, "Oh, I'm not good at hard skills, financial analysis, or soft skills, so problem finding, on sales, etc." And then you check out uh, check out your interests. So I want to work closely with your clients, uh, but I dislike data analysis, discovering information, supporting decision making with data. Not my interest. Okay, and finally, check the values. You want to know if you are customer obsessed, like Amazon, right? You want to become the, you want to work for the most customer-centric company in the world. Uh, maybe you uh, like diversity. You think that, the, um, for instance, our differences make us stronger. Uh, or maybe you want to work at the company that has a high-performance culture. So, the best employees should be rewarded, right? So, once you know all of these, anytime someone asks you, oh, there is an opportunity, you simply ask yourself two questions. Number one are my passions aligned with the requirements listed in the job description? And number two, are my values in line with the core values of the company? That's it. If the answer to both questions above is yes, you apply. And before applying, I have three tips that might be helpful for you. Number one is to look for referrals and look up current employees online. Check their LinkedIn, social profiles, portfolios. Do these people seem like your people? Remember then that asking for a referral is super, super important because your application will stand out. If a company has enough referrals, they will not even look at the other applications. This is what we used to do at my company. And the person who refers you, by the way, some people are afraid of asking for a referral, but don't forget the people who refer you, they get between 1000 and 1500 do- uh, euros or dollars of a referral bonus. So that's very important because you may think that you're bothering them, but they are more than happy to help you. They have a strong incentive to help you. Number two, Google yourself and ask yourself, would I hire myself? You see, the traditional resume and LinkedIn are less significant in uh, um, an economy that has to do with digital talent recruitment. Nowadays most of the tools are powered by artificial intelligence. So the web is your resume So if you have a video where you jump on the table at the university party, maybe take it now because the artificial intelligence might not like it and number three A quick trick to make sure your resume gets looked at is uh, the following. So since uh, software tools uh, look at the job description keywords in your resume you can copy and paste the keywords the job description keywords in your resume you hide them so small that no one can see them you make the font white so that no one can see them but actually the system will see them and pass your resume to the second screening. okay another thing that i used to do very often and it works like a charm is going to company first and ask the first question there's always a moment right typically at the end when the host asks Are there any questions from the audience and this is a fantastic opportunity for you to ask a smart question and stand out from the crowd unfortunately most people don't know how to ask a question so they ask a question which is poorly phrased or unclear like what's your point right close-ended the speaker can only answer yes or no or too long You know, if a question is too long because the speaker will be obliged to say, I will start answering the first part of your question because it's too long. Rhetorical. Is water wet? Of course it is, right? It's like asking a CEO, do you think that uh, having high-performance employees helps your company thrive? Of course. I mean, no question about this. And self-promoting. Never start the question with, I think, because it's not about you. So, how do you ask a great question? There are two things that I always used to do. Number one, thank the the company for the presentation. Even if you didn't like it 100%, just thank them. It's a politeness. And number two, ask a question which empowers the company to elaborate more on what they do. Shine through them. Give a hint about your experience. So, for instance, you could say... um, Yeah, I do have a question. Thank you very much. Beautiful presentation. Uh, I wanted to ask, as someone who studied in multiple countries and values diversity, I was wondering how many nationalities you have in your office and uh, what are the activities that you organize for this diverse diverse workforce? So it shows that you have um, very international background. Also, you value Diversity, but the company will be way um, more than happy to, to answer the question because they can showcase what they do for the workforce. Okay? Now, in the second part of the podcast, we will have a look at interviews, how to ace interviews, and what to do after the interviews, which is also very important. So let let me start from saying this: very rarely you sell a degree. If you arrive on the job market thinking that you are so much better than anyone else. Just because you completed the Master of Science, you are mistaken. Because skills are relative. Interviewers often hire for aptitude, not for degrees. So in an interview, remember that you sell your story and your skills. More precisely, people will fall in love with your story and will hire you because of your skills. So how to tell a compelling story? My suggestion here is to not don't read your resume because it's boring, very boring. Pitch yourself instead using the rule of thirds, past, present, future and tell the interviewer something which is unique, emotional and memorable. And finally, launch some hooks people can connect with. So for instance, if you say I'm a Londoner who plays the piano, there are two connection points, the piano and London that you can discuss. So I crafted a couple of examples to show you. So let's say you are applying for a finance job. You could say, I was a computer geek growing up. My favorite website was Google. So when Google went public in 2005, my mom bought me a few shares for my birthday. The idea of owning a small piece of my favorite website was fascinating to me and my first frame into finance. I've kept investing for myself and I would be happy to do it as a full-time job. You see, this story shows the past, the present, the future. It is emotional, it is unique, it is memorable because they remember you for this. Or another example, applying to an engineering position at Ferrari. You could say, I've never been passionate about engines. Not until my father bought me my first motorbike. It was often malfunctioning and I didn't have money to pay for a mechanic, so I started fixing it on my own. After a few months, I started like it so much that I decided to start a degree in Mechanic Engineering that I accomplished with honors. And I know this engineering position at Ferrari is the most logical step for me moving forward. So again, it is very personalized, it is emotional, it shows why the past is informing the present to move towards the future, right? Another very important thing to do with interviews is uh, understanding the aim behind the questions you are asked. So when people ask you, for instance, this is a question that most of you will get wrong. When people ask you for your weaknesses, they they don't really care about your weaknesses. They, They don't even shit about your weaknesses. They are analyzing your fixed versus growth mindset. That's the important thing here. So when you reply, What's your weakness, right? If the question is, what's your weakness? When you reply, never mention a key requirement as a weakness. For instance, if you say I cannot crunch data in a data analyst job interview, that's stupid. Show growth mindset through your story. So you say, oh yeah, when I started college, I realized I was not comfortable with speaking in front of people. I asked for my friend's help and I worked on presenting to small teams of five individuals. By the end of the year, I could effectively present in front of the entire class and I then ran for student representative and I successfully delivered talks in front of large, large audiences. So now when it comes to an audience of plus 500 people, I love it. I'm energized, I'm motivated and I, I learn from this weakness of mine. So that's what they want to the understand. They, they want you to be to know what your weaknesses are and work on them and finally always send a thank you email and not only a thank you email a great thank you email so do not send a thank you email to people you contact so to DHR, for instance this sounds like this like dear interviewer thank you for your time speaking about google i greatly appreciate and hope to keep in touch bye bye It's so generic, right? A thousand people have sent this email to the interviewer. So if you want to be remembered, you have to send something which is thoughtful, unique, and specific. And then there must be a call to action. So for instance, you could say, the interviewer, thank you for your time today. I enjoyed your take on the markets and how you think Google's culture differentiates the firm if you would be open to it, I would be greatly appreciate getting to know more about Google from other employees, from other interviewers, maybe also from some alumni. Would you be able to connect us by any chance? Thank you so much and I wish you a wonderful day. So now, you mentioned a specific piece of the conversation you had with the interviewer and then you asked to meet other employees or other interviewers, right? To move the process forward. So that's a very effective way to being remembered. Celebrate the micro-wins. Once you pass from one step to the other, celebrate, because that's important. But remember, keep being focused. Do not lose yourself on the process. Because this process finishes, ends when you get your first salary. It's a long process. In the interview process, stay focused. I remember in my ex-company, we got 134 applications in two days and I was interviewing also for other companies, I postponed interviews because um, I was busy, I I just thought I couldn't prepare very well and they didn't call me back. And they have every right of doing so because they probably had 1000 other applicants who were hungry for the job and they deserve to be interviewed instead of me. So make sure that you are laser focused. Rather than applying to a thousand companies, apply to three companies and know everything about these three companies. Know exactly what they do, why they do it, how they do it. And I can assure you, when you arrive, when you do the interview process, they will see that you are exactly the employee that they need at the time. So I hope you find the job your dreams. I hope these things, these uh, tips and tricks uh, help you gain a better understanding on how to pitch yourself, how to effectively sell yourself and how to face this process, which is long, which is tough. And uh, of course, you have to do it with dedication and, and also with uh, um, with some sort of genius, I would say, <laughs> to make sure it goes well. That's what I've got for today's episode. If you like this episode, please share it with someone you know and love. Uh, and if you could share it in your Instagram stories and tag me, Matto Grosso Strategist, it would be amazing. The only way... We grow and impact more people easy if you guys share it. So I greatly, greatly appreciate all of you who will do it. Thank you so much, guys. Make your life a masterpiece. See you next week. I appreciate you and I hope you have been doing